0: Ready? Born ready, let's do it. <laughs> to be fair, it probably took you a little bit, you know, when you were born to actually be ready, but I understand the feeling.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, as of late, the, I, I'm just, just, I'm always on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to be, like, mentally, physically, emotionally fit. So whenever somebody throws a, a, heart, a question at me, I can answer it just like that. I think that's great.
0: Okay, um, so Jonathan... Welcome to the Leadership Geniuses Show. Excited to be here. Let's rock and roll, baby! All right, let's do it. So, Jonathan Griz, uh, say it again. Grizbowski. Grizbowski.
1: Yeah, just think of it as like a grizzly bear, yeah. uh, bowing, and then on skis,
0: and you're good. Grizbowski. Uh, so, Jonathan Grisbowski is a risk taker turned entrepreneur and national thought leader in digital marketing and branding is the co-founder of Penji, an unlimited graphic design service for marketing teams. And they provide jobs and internship opportunities to Camden students and residents. So welcome to the show. Excited to be here. Let's do it. Me too. So the first question I have for you is what's your background? Where do you come from? Um, As an entrepreneur, kind of what's your story a little bit?
1: yeah sure so um background i'd say the entrepreneurship bug so to speak started at the age of 14 and um you know i was mowing lawns and 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 i kind of looked at the at a lawn mower as this vehicle for for a lot of things number one just it was a a vehicle for getting myself out there it was a vehicle for uh, making money which is good but it was more so just being able to deliver the I, I was doing lawn mowing from the age of 14 to about like 18 and there was a point in time where we were doing about 40 lawns of a month and making a really good money and i'd say like a large majority of the money that that we made went to um pokemon cards and uh, junior bacon cheeseburgers from wendy's and if wendy's isn't a sponsor of the show they should be um but so just getting you know, junior bacon cheeseburgers and just working our butts off eating and, and drinking, um, you know, Gatorade just to survive in the heat because it was in the summertime it could be 80, 80, 90 degrees at any given time and you're outside just working your butt off. So that, that taught me a core fundamental foundation of, like, how to work really hard and, and go after everything that you want. And then my mom came up to me and said, like, hey, you need to go out and get a real job. And I, I was like, you know, Mom, I do have a job. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but she was adamant about going out and getting, like, the corporate job. And so, you know, I, I, of course, you have to listen to your mom she's, if she's your mom right? So I got a job at Apple and just learned so much about culture, company, how to run a company, how to hold people accountable, how to give feedback, how to sell. And so like you got the 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 unpolished hard professional at the age of like 14 to 18 and then from 18 to 23 uh i now become somewhat of a i'm still a little unpolished uh to some degree but a little bit more polished uh individual talking about you know understanding of the company culture and the importance of that um and then one day i just quit my job i hated my life i hated what i was doing i lost a ton of friends i lost a lot and And so I quit my job and and just went on this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. I had an agency that wasn't solving a big enough problem. And now all of a sudden what we have is this new business called Penji. And what we do is we deliver unlimited graphic design to agencies, to marketing teams, to small businesses and startups. Because I was, we were once that. And we still are, well, now we still are a startup, but we were once that. And so we created a problem, or we, we, we solved a, a fundamental problem that businesses are having. Um, and I'm excited to talk about it today.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about Penji and the Blind Entrepreneur podcast that you that you run. Who does your business serve? Um, I know it's not only local, you're using local talent, but what's your typical um, ideal customers and us a little bit more about the service, how it works and also your podcast.
1: Yeah sure. So the uh, so basically you go on Penji and on Penji you'll be able to facilitate and, and see our work to see if we're a legitimate company that you would want to use. And after you go over and you see that we have good quality, um, you sign up for Penji and you're immediately hit with this beautiful platform that allows you to communicate directly to your designer. So you can talk to a designer you can get your things done in under 48 hours, which is unprecedented in the industry because a lot of times, a lot of people need things done quick and we deliver quick, Um, but we want to make sure that we deliver it right. And so what we do is we solve the issue of going back and forth through a ton of email chains and we solve the issue of finding that dependable designer because if you're an agency and you're listening right now, or if you're a marketing professional, you know how hard it is to find a reliable design team. And so what we want to do is we want to be that team that's always there for you, that delivers on-point products so you can go home and feeling confident that you receive products of quality that, that, that we uphold. Um, but we serve as marketing teams, agencies, and, and startups and small businesses. The podcast is more so like a vehicle for myself personally. It's a way for me to meet people. It's a way for me to, to interact with human beings. Podcasting has been by far one of the most amazing things that I've personally been able to do for myself and my personal development. I've been able to meet people like yourself. I've been able to get on phone calls with high-level CEOs. Um, but because I'm able to give people a platform to talk about themselves, um, they're able to share everything they've ever learned about themselves in business. And I take that information and I use it for my own, for, for the, the success of, of, of Penji. Uh, I'm able to talk to people, communicate with people, become friends. I never thought that I would be going to a soccer game with this, the former CEO of Foursquare. I would have never thought that. Like I would be able to like, write that down on paper and I'd be like, this is a pipe dream to do. But now it's a it's a reality. It's something that like I plan on doing this summer.
0: What about your biggest failures? What did you learn from them? What have been your biggest lessons in business?
1: The biggest failure I've had has been centered around myself. It's centered around everything that I've done wrong, and so I think a lot of the things that are happening in today's world, um, the the politics, the movements that are happening it's just adding a different perspective of just like what a person needs to be in order to be a real respectable human being. And not that saying that I wasn't any of those things. I, 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 I am always by myself to be respectful. At least I try to be as respectful as possible, but more so like as a man, I, I, I'm just trying to be a better, a better human being. I'm trying to be a better person. And so I'm actively trying to find ways to be self more self-aware listening to myself, feeling that aspect of being on center on a stage. Um, And so I I made a commitment to myself where no matter where I'm speaking, who I'm speaking to, what I'm doing, I always want to feel as if that there's somebody else in the room that's going to be my harshest critic. And so that idea puts pressure on me to perform at a higher level. And so now I'm able to have conversations because I'm self-aware and I can analyze that and not, be, not get in my own way. And so I think for, for me, uh, a lot of times, I found myself being very egotistical and I um, been, haven't been able to accomplish things or, or obtain relationships because of my ego. And, and so now what I do is I always try and find a way that I, before I say anything, I always think about the other person first. Um, and I, and I want to make sure that every time that I walk into the doors of, of Tenji, that i check my ego at the door and i don't let my ego get affected uh, inside and then if i want to be able to pick it back up when i leave i can but for the most part i try to be selfless i try to be self-aware i just don't want to be able to have my ego hinder uh, a possible um you know huge step forward that we all need to have in in the business because we Myself and my co founder were the driving forces, and so if we let our egos get in the way. We could derail the company to a completely different spectrum that that could take us months in order to recuperate that loss. So it's just constantly being self-aware, constantly thinking about how to move the company forward and not letting your ego get
0: in the way. How does that translate into you know day-to-day operations to keep your ego in check? How does that translate into how are you managing your team and directing a company? You're saying that you could derail the company, but how how is that and what are you what kind of problems are you avoiding by keeping your, your ego in check?
1: So I say that like when you're able to have a conversation with somebody and I think one of the most important things is you as an entrepreneur, you you have this dream, you have this vision you have this idea of like what success looks like to you, but have you ever asked somebody else? What do you want? What do they want in order to be successful? Right? Like you are hiring people and you're bringing them on to your team, but do you know what they want? Do you know what their goals are? Do you know what their dreams are? And if you don't, then I implore you to step outside today and get on the phone with your, with your team and find that answer. Because you'd be, once you're able to understand and, and, and hear that answer, you're now able to work on their behalf. And if you're able to work on their behalf, they're more likely to then be able to work harder for your dream. So just as simple as like, you know, your dream, is, your dream could be, I want more pay. You know, I want to be able to be financially stable. Or I want to be able to uh, have health insurance. Or maybe I want to own my own business one day understanding these goals that other people have and then finding a way to help them achieve those goals so if it's like money then hey here's here's a blueprint on how to make more money in the company yeah and health insurance here's what you need to need to do in order to get health insurance you know if it's um them running their own business well have them jump on phone calls with you have them get into meetings that uh, you and your co-founder are, are having. So then they know what it's like in order to have that banter between you know your, you and your, your your executive team. So it's just like finding out what
0: other people want first before yourself. You know, I think to some extent it might be a little bit counterintuitive for a lot of entrepreneurs because they, they tend to have a bit of an ego and focus more on what they want than what their employees want and will kind of impose their reality and their vision, on their employees, and not really ask, you know, what do you want? Uh, I'm offering you a job. Do you do your work. I'm paying exactly. you. That's, that's the kind of exchange, right? Exactly. Um, I've met some people like that, but I, I think that if someone has the approach that you have, I think it builds a much stronger connection, and they appreciate you a lot better, a lot more, and will probably stay longer, uh, be more loyal, because you appreciate them. They feel appreciated, and, like, you care about what they actually want.
1: Isn't that all we want at the end of the day? Like, we just want to feel appreciated. Like, even if you're a solopreneur, you still actively try to find, you know, a compliment here and there, or you still try to find that aspect of, like, that feeling of love. Um, you know, maybe you just did something really good and you're, like, really excited to tell, like, your significant other, and uh, and you're just like, oh, that's cool. You know, then then it's just those things that, like, we all want it. We're all loving human beings. We just show it in different ways, but we all want to have that validation of like we're doing the thing that we're doing the right thing, you know.
0: Yep. No, I think you you put the finger right on it. That's a very fundamental need to to be loved and appreciated and validated. Absolutely. Uh, what have been your biggest successes in terms of leadership and business?
1: Yeah. So the biggest success in in leadership is. Um, you know, when, when it comes to leadership, it's just been like that idea of just listening to myself. If you're able to listen to who you are, and if you're able to understand your core fundamental values, like who, who you are and what you're good at, like, listen, it took me straight up 29 years to figure out my purpose in life. And even though, like, I think this is my purpose now because it feels like it's my purpose, but it may change. But regardless of the situation, I know what my strengths are, and I know what my weaknesses are. And so what I try to do is I focus 100, I try to focus 100% of my energy. Sometimes it doesn't get that way. But I try to focus 100% of my energy on the things that I'm good at, and I stop doing all the other things. So, for example, and this kind of correlates to sales too, um, but, for example, if there, there's so much crap that we could be doing that to make ourselves busy, right? Like, you don't need to get to inbox zero at the end of the day. You choose to get to inbox zero you don't have to send that email right now. There are 8,000 other things that are more pressing than that one thing that you're talking about. And so you need to be able to understand what are the things that are gonna move your business forward and regardless whether that's a sale, whether that's a leadership thing, you need to be able to have these conversations with yourself first and then be able to assess in order to dictate what's the next steps. So I think that has been the biggest success so, so far is, Having the ability to just not do the the fun work, not do the the busy work, and be able to focus on the things that legitimately drive revenue and legitimately drive, you know, the leadership aspect and getting other people to to work harder. That, yeah, that, that has been my biggest success.
0: And I think from experience, that's definitely not easy. You know, to not design, at all. So hard <laughs> not find exactly what the right things are that produce the the most results, and not and to avoid just the busy work and really be clear, super clear on what is having a big impact on the business and stuff. So hard. It's still, uh, listen, it's not perfect right now. It's like
1: still a work in progress. It is, uh, that's my, the definition of my life has always been like a work in progress. I'm constantly getting better. I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly studying. But I know it's a strength uh, and a weakness that I have, and I just need to be able to work harder in order to,
0: in order to fix it. Absolutely. Top three pieces of advice to better lead a team. Clear instructions.
1: I I think uh, clear instructions are really important. I think that's most important. I think in order to, if you're going to give away a a role, if you're going to give away a a job, you need to make sure that that person understands 100% in full confidence what it is that they're doing and there's no hesitation. Whether that's like creating a video whether that's speaking to them in person, whether that is doing the physical act for six months to a year before giving it away, that is one of the most important things that you could do in order to to make sure that the person that is taking the job understands in full confidence what it is that they're doing and will have no questions or no hesitation before starting. Now there's always gonna be that, that, that question here and there because it's something relatively new, but they need to be able to walk home with a blueprint of everything they need to do in order to be successful. I think the next thing is just to be consistent. Consistency is everything. Um, having conversations on a weekly uh, basis when it comes to leadership. So what we do is every time that uh, a person walks into Benji, we have a uh, clock in, clock out, but we also have a task management where everybody comes in and they know exactly what it is that they're doing on a daily basis. Sometimes we set it, sometimes they set it themselves, but at the end of the day, they know exactly what it is that they're doing and they make sure that they complete as much as they possibly can within that day or their tasks for the day are going to be deemed as zero. So we have like a point system that's associated with it. Now I'm not going to say that's going to work for everybody, but I think that aspect of being consistent of waking up, coming at the same time, clocking in, Talking about your goals and then clocking out, um, I, I think is incredibly important. But in that same aspect, you have to hold the team accountable. And accountability can look like so many ways. But I'd recommend doing one thing in your next meeting. Ask a question and just don't answer it yourself. Or don't try to sugarcoat it. Just say like something to, along the lines of, what could you have done better this week? You know, some hard hitting questions are why didn't you achieve your goal? What was preventing you from achieving your goal? And see how the person reacts. Because I think a lot of times entrepreneurs, they get in this idea of like helping the person and guiding the person because they're afraid of seeing them fail. But you have to think about it like how many times did you fail and how many times did you become a better person because of it? Um, And then the last thing is just as mentioned before, you got to get out of your own way. If you have to be the janitor, be the janitor. Uh, just because you, you think you're the CEO, you're, you think you're the co-founder, doesn't mean you, you should be in that moment. Sometimes you need an, an employee to kind of put you in check. Sometimes you need a team member to say, like, listen, you're acting like an asshole right now, and you need to get your stuff together. Um, I'm not saying that it happens a lot, but there are days where you just, you're just you acting a fool, and you, you need to, those moments to in and, and your teammates to... To pick you back up
0: because they need you just as much as you need them how do you go about making it okay like for them to feel that they can intervene and say something have a comment to put you back in check or uh, improve the situation
1: yeah i mean i just think it depends on the company culture everybody's different so for us in particular we have that laissez-faire attitude where you know we're not we know we, we tell everybody very point blank that we're not bigger than than you and, and, and none of us are bigger than the company. The company is always bigger than us. So as long as you have the company in the in the best state of mind, regardless of what you say, if whatever you say is best for the company, then who are we to object to that? Regardless if we if we think we're right, regardless if we think we're wrong, we we know that that the that the feedback that is given is always going to make either us better and always going to make the company better. And so regardless of the feedback I think we all take it into consideration sometimes the feedback is right and sometimes it's not but we're still listening and we're not objecting I, I think a lot of times we we get defensive when we get feedback because we we know they might be right right and so we always have to find a way to like protect ourselves you know why didn't you uh, you know hey hey uh, I'll give you an example hey you didn't um, you didn't reach out to 25 people yesterday. Well if that person becomes objects to it and they get a little hostile, you know that's like a really like a sensitive subject so you know that they more than likely they may have had a a block a mental block that deterred them from doing that and so they're gonna be protective and maybe make excuses and say like well, you know do you know all the things that I'm doing on the day like those conversations those little small banters they say a lot more than you think and and I think we're just all aware of it and so even though you can say something, you can say something without actually saying it.
0: So I think that that sort of emotional intelligence is crucial to not make them feel, or to trigger them to become hostile, Like yeah. really not approach them in a very aggressive manner, but just like asking them questions, trying to understand and being gentle. Yeah, absolutely. So, listen, uh, what's your call to action? What would you like from people watching this? I definitely appreciate all the, the wisdom and the experience that you've shared all the the advice what would you like for people watching this
1: I would like you guys that if you liked anything that I said um, and if you feel as if that you need unlimited graphic design for your business or you're having trouble hiring a designer or you're not finding the the right team that to work with or maybe you're just like having a hard time organizing all the content that you're producing for yourself or for your customers I encourage you to look up penji.co and head over to the website. It's penji.co. We offer unlimited graphic design all at a flat monthly rate of three hundred and forty-nine dollars starting. And um, it's a tool that I am deeply passionate about because it's a tool that we all made for ourselves. And I know in full confidence after the amount of two hundred plus customers paying us in order to to use it that I know it could be a solution for you as well. So if you decide and that is a solution. Um, just use the coupon code PODCAST25 and uh, at checkout, and you'll receive 25% off your, your
0: first month of Penji. That's very generous. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. And, um, no, it's been great. Listen, thank you so much again for all your input and advice and sharing your wisdom a little bit. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. It means a lot. And,
1: uh, and I think what you're doing, in all seriousness, I think this is so important. So platforms and and like yours is is critical to to the success of entre- other entrepreneurs so kudos and congratulations to you for uh, for creating this platform thank you so much have a good day you too cheers